What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're gonna stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Concentrate, concentration, not strength. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Uh, hello, everyone. And uh, Mike, that was not the best start to this episode. I'm too excited. I'm excited for this matchup here. We got a dual round of trivia matchups, but welcome to the Quiet Day Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back. Kevin is not here. He's still in Australia. So we needed three judges. A little hint. We got a little debate contest going on in this second round of the trivia extravaganza, and we needed three judges, so we figured we would call on our old friend Matt Doherty, better known to you maybe as Les Les Dave Averman. Matt, thank you for being here. First of all, you said second round. This isn't even in the finals. I didn't even make the final. Right <laughs> we were hoping for like Brill or somebody in the finals. I, and, and you only called me because the guy was in Australia. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, wow! I thought we were friends. <laughs> this is a rough start. Rough st- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, like, we're I gonna move on. For care and love to get made fun of. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on. Uh, we can make fun of Kevin all we want, though. Uh, he's not gonna. Oh listen. yeah, please. He's not present. You always want to make fun of somebody who's not there. Exactly. Exactly. So Matt, appreciate you being on even if it is just the second round so it's the uh elite yeah. eight so uh the elite eight yeah that yeah, is, yeah. that one sounds good. better I'm, I'm the opening act i love it, I love it. <laughs> yeah but you, yeah, yeah they put you right. first on the uh the marquee yeah and then you look on the bright side is i don't have to worry about like the agony of defeat if it's the end thing yeah so i feel like it's a little better the less pressure you know yeah exactly, exactly. yeah you're just yeah. uh you're really gonna set the tone, though. So if this goes poorly, yeah. this uh, it yeah, could be you a rough. Yeah, because you can go down to permanent record here, man. How they fare in podcast, uh, you know, contest, you know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess technically this was the third round because we had an entry round. But uh, if you wanna, if you wanna yeah, go that's by, like, that's like the preliminary round to the World Cup. Nobody watches that. <laughs> that's like... fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. You want to watch the United States women's soccer team beat up on Tonga? I mean, it's like, no, no, that doesn't count, you know? So, uh, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give you some plugs just to uh, make it up to you. So. Oh, hair plugs? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I could use them, them, I could use them myself. But, yeah. uh, Matt, cool. obviously an accomplished musician, uh, Diggity by Matt. You can find that anywhere you buy music, iTunes the like uh Matt Doherty.net. he also plays in the uh men's league team the ex-presidents oh yeah 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 yeah. that's probably the most important yeah, yeah. one how is the season oh, going yeah. thus far uh our, our uh oh man i thought seasons did not be good our, uh, <laughs> we lost the young buck uh he went to college so we're all and um we're getting beat we got beat by the red army just like it was, it was like a it was like a football score it was bad <laughs> And uh, except like a football score, where they missed an extra point. And um, I mean, I was looking for something to blame, but I just uh, I think it's the fact that we just weren't that good. <laughs> just, they yeah. knew everything and, about and you. And, and when you're not, yeah, 
it's not it's not good. It was it was it was an ugly sight. But I think we're we're uh, we're a very mediocre two and six. I think I think I think we're two and six right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Room for improvement. We're not in the cellar. We're <laughs> not in the cellar. It's like that one team that got the measles and Mighty Ducks won. We're yeah. not there. Mm, right? Panthers. But it's, uh, yeah. But yeah. it's great. It, it's there's nothing better than, than late night like hockey of a bunch of men trying to hang on to their youth. It's really awesome. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I know that feeling. Like the the eleven thirty start times and that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, I love it, man. I, mean, I live for it every week. I live for it. I took a slap shot on my ankle and I thought for sure I was I broke it, but I was so grateful that I didn't. I, it was just bruise, bone bruise. So hopefully we'll be back out there on Wednesday. All right. Perfect. All right. So. Just a, a quick explanation for the audience at home. As I mentioned, we're going to do a little debate. So we, we did some research, and we're modulating this off the uh, modeling, I should say, off the Lincoln-Douglas debate format. So each nice. person is going to have uh, 90 seconds at the beginning to give their argument. And then after that, they will – each ask each other three questions. So one person is going to ask the other questions, and that person is going to have to defend their argument. And then once that is done, we're going to have another sort of 90-second closing statement. And then after that, Matt, Tommy, and I are going to um, recap a little and then pick the winner, and that winner will move on to the third round where, uh, you, who knows, maybe we can get, like, Emilio or – Josh Jackson or somebody's for them. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely one of the A-list ducks. Definitely, you want to get one of the A-list ducks. Sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I should mention, uh, you sh- Matt is available on Cameo. A mere twenty dollars can get you uh, a shout out from him. And yeah. the nice thing is, you can see his previous cameos, and he goes hard at it. Like he's not like. Oh, I, I do. I, I I do. I really do. <laughs> I yeah. enjoy it actually. <laughs> Yeah, so like you see, like Antonio Brown, and he is like terrible. People ask me to do some freaky stuff. I'm not into it, man. You know. So uh, (laughs) So keep it PG. uh, But there was a dude. There was a dude who really wanted me to shame somebody from his uh, from his uh, fantasy football league. Actually, I couldn't stop laughing. He had this (laughs) whole script written out of like it was it was deep. Like he got personal and like like, you suck. And like you were, you were born this. It was bad, dude. It was like I was like, wow, this guy really takes his fantasy football league seriously. He, he wanted to get me to shame his friend on <laughs> the start of draft day. So that's that's the kind of that's the kind of love. <laughs> yeah, and you could get one of Matt's patented one-handed duck calls. They're actually very good. I'm very impressed with your oh, duck yeah. calls. Well, I actually have my kazoo with me right now, so I could. yeah so a lot to look forward to and i should mention i uh i made the decision whoever wins the quack attack trivia contest is going to get a cameo on behalf of us from matt doherty so uh something something for the people to play for so we got (laughs) that to look forward to yeah. Uh, can we ask when you said that it's modeled off the Lincoln, uh, Lincoln uh, Douglas debates here? Uh-huh. Um, as an Illinois, as an Illinois and myself, and watching that on public access television to go to sleep when I was a kid. Uh, the, uh, are, I mean, are, is anyone wearing the wig? Do they have to bring a hat? <laughs> Do they got to be the boys? 
Yeah, we should have. Right? Yeah, we should have gotten the the white powder curly wigs that they all used to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if you know this, Matt, but we don't have a big budget. So, <laughs> yeah. But maybe maybe once this uh, once this blows up or something, we can uh, we guess. can really I get guess. into I it. Guess. All right, so uh, who do we got? What's the story there? Who do we have? All right, so we're going to bring on now, we got uh, Danny, the 16 seed, beat the number one seed in the first round versus Ty, the Damn. number nine seed. So uh, let's bring them on now. All right, we have our first two contestants on the line. We have Danny, the number 16 seed, Ty, the number nine seed, two upsets, one uh, more major than others. On. We explain the rules to them. They know everything. Now, uh, if you you guys might be wondering, uh, there's only two judges here. So what happens in a tie? So with Kevin gone, we had to get a uh, special third judge. So uh, also on the line is Matt Doherty, a.k.a. Les slash Dave Averman. He's going to be our special guest third judge. That's wow, hey, Matt. Matt. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I was holding out for the final round, but evidently they wanted an A-list uh, duck, so I'm, I guess I'm stuck with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm so glad you cut that whole thing with y'all talking and, like, flipping a coin that I'm, and that, you know, that's not actually in because that was really both official and really boring to listen to, just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> it was <really> great. <laughs> it was We're like, producers. There really is, great. like, minimal and producing I, I, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I'm super excited to hear you guys debate. Now, if this is going to be an upset, are we talking Trinidad defeating Team USA upset? I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Danny, I feel like Danny already did that, beating the number one yeah. seed. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, um, yeah. That, that's legit. Yeah. So, Danny, as I mentioned, number 16 seed beat at Air Lumaire in the Battle of Merrick, New York. They're both from New York. Uh, <laughs> with a sweep, uh, Danny deleted his Twitter, the man formerly known as at DRisner12, uh, after he got a job for the DA. Uh, Danny, uh, how any criminals you put away recently? Nothing recently. Still waiting for my, uh, my big case, my big break, or for my uh, community service to kick in. Either one. <laughs> Nice, dude. Nice. nice. Wow. <laughs> Go for the W. <laughs> all right. All right. That's, so it's not worth worth winning unless you win big, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, what is the longest you've ever put someone away for? I had one earlier that went for sixty days in jail. Oh really? That's it? No like life That's sentences? It? Misdemeanors. Oh, devastating. Okay. Let's just move on. I'm glad you're you're working with these guys for, for true reform instead of just throwing them in them in prison for the rest of their lives. So good for you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh as I mentioned, we also have Ty the number nine seed. Ty's from Houston. He beat Jared at a four rounder in the first uh the first round. So, uh, consultant for real estate developers, he makes maps. The one thing I noticed about Ty, he's got a Baylor alumni email. Ty, how do you feel about Baylor at this point? 
Uh, well, I like being two and zero versus a couple years ago when we were zero and two. That's nice. That's that's the math right there. In the South, that's advanced mathematics. So that's, yeah. That's, uh, wait, you make math, dude? Yes, yes, I do. Um, in fact, I'm hoping I don't slip up in this thing and start arguing about why you can't drive uh, from point A to point B in 30 minutes, as I was trying to convince a client of earlier today. So wow, mm. exciting stuff. Well, Houston traffic's pretty fickle, so <laughs> yeah. You be careful. You might put you away in jail for 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, you got to tread lightly here. All mm. right. That's great. All right, so let's get on to the matchups. Uh, we've explained the rules to everybody. I think we're ready to go here. So uh, we discussed with Matt off the air, and we came up with our, our two topics here. So you guys, your topic is putting Julie the Cat Gaffney in cold to handle the last shooter in the shootout was a smart coaching move. So it was a smart coaching move. Um we are going to randomly generate who is for and who is against. And according to the random number generator, Danny, you are for. You are. You think this is a smart coaching move. Ty, you are against. You think this is not a smart coaching move. That's how it works. And uh, Ty, as the higher seed here, you have the option of making your argument first or second. Uh, I think I'd like to go second. Okay. So, Danny, you have uh, 90 seconds when I say go to uh, make your argument that putting the Julie the Cat Gaffney in cold for the last shooter of the shootout was a smart coaching move. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, of course it was a smart coaching move. Now, Julie the Cat Cathney is clearly the better goalie than Goldberg, has been the better goalie in D2, was the better goalie in D2, was obviously the better goalie in D3. We know Julie was the better goalie in D3 in both movies because we saw every single practice that the Ducks had. Goldberg let in every single puck. Julie stopped every single puck. It was obvious. Coach O'Ryan saw it. Coach O'Ryan decided to put Julie as the starter and Goldberg as the, as the backup. Now, the fact of the matter is Bombay knows that Gunner is fancy. He knows that he's going to go glove, and Julie has the better glove. Everyone knows it, including Goldberg. In a conversation between Goldberg and Matt Doherty's character, Averman, in D3, Goldberg even himself admits that Julie has the quicker glove while foolishly saying that he's the all-around better goalie. The fact is, putting the best goalie in to face the best shooter is the only move that makes sense. Julie should have been in for the entire tournament, the fact that Bombay stuck to Goldberg for the whole tournament up until that point was a bad coaching move, but putting Julie in to make the most important save of the game and of the tournament was a great coaching move. Thank you. Wow. Impressive. All right. That was a uh, well timed too. Uh, having a like an assistant DA on this for a debate. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah, didn't I mean, even think I mean, about that. Well, I mean, yeah, it, he's a bit of a ringer, dude. I mean, so it's good practice. I feel like I feel like we might want to check his credentials, like banks in, in District One uh, or D One. You know? Yeah, he might really have to be. He might if he redrew the district lines. Uh, yeah, maybe he's not I that sixteen C. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, 
Ty, are you ready for the counter argument? Um, I suppose so. <laughs> All I, right. I, uh, probably not after that, but I'll, I'll give it my best. <laughs> All right. Uh, three, two, one. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I don't see how, and I don't believe that uh, Julie's proficiency in D3 is relevant because we were only talking about one situation in D2. Gaffney was not only cold, she was extremely cold. She had, uh, as I, far as I can see, didn't play a single minute on the ice in the entire tournament leading up to the, um, to the final shot. And while it would seem to be um, a smart coaching move from the standpoint of Gunnar Stahl being known as going glove side, what Bombay should have learned from Stanson and what he appears to for much of the matchup against Iceland is that Stanson is tremendously um, interested in scouting his team. And by virtue, even though Gaffney has no time on the ice, should know where Gaffney's strengths and weaknesses lie, pass those on to Stahl, and Stahl might not go for, and should not have gone, even though he foolishly did, for uh, his typical shot of going glove side. All right. Also very strong. I I liked both arguments. I thought that they were more formal than I was expecting, so that's enjoyable. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was that was some deep sabermetric ice. I mean, that, you, you, that was the ice man. I mean, that was like <laughs> cold, like statistical, like can't. That was water. That was watertight, man. I, uh, <laughs> I will say though, you know, the closing argument could have been a little stronger, but. Oh man. Well, I don't know what to do with it. Well, we still have some questions here. So so Ty, you now can uh question Danny about his argument. You have three questions here, so whenever you're ready, uh ask your first question. Okay. Um I would question uh, why the why you thought to bring up the relevance of D3 in a situational D2 question. I believe that we are looking at who is the better goalie for this situation. And the most action that we saw from Julie is in D3. We saw the comparison between Julie and Goldberg in D3, which is why I believe that it's relevant for the equation of who should have been in net to stop this shot. Strong, strong. Okay. Ty, your second question okay. here. Okay. Um, how would you reconcile Julie not playing really a single minute in the tournament up to that point? Um, and along with uh, Bombay's uh, reference to Goldberg being on, on a hot streak when Gaffney comes and says, hey, I want to play, um, with the argument that, well, Gaffney being cold, even if talented, is a good decision there. Now, of course, we don't see Julie play during actual game time, and I'm not sure if that ever, if she actually does, I'm not sure if she actually does play a minute in the tournament other than that one shootout. But she's certainly practicing throughout the tournament. We know that Bombay is running practices. Some of them go maybe even a little over the edge in a little uh, Herb Brooks, Captain Blood style. But we're, we know that Julie the Cat is stopping pucks during practice, looks good during practice. It's the way that Bombay knows that she has the better clock. Nice. All right, last question from Ty. Okay. Um, do you believe Julie's uh, earlier instance, since she nearly entered a game against Iceland but was kicked out, do you believe that her sort of instability in that situation, going up against the same opponent, makes this a good decision or has any effect on the decision at all? Because I do. 
Well, I think we can. I think we can look at Julie at the cause behind Julie getting thrown out of that game and understand that it was a completely terrible call from the referee. Julie simply made minor contact with a player who early, who either earlier or later in the game took a full two-handed swing down on the wrist of an opposing player and simply got a two-minute penalty. So Julie being ejected probably only added fuel to her fire and her desire to make Ooh. this save. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Oh. Okay. Dude, that was like that was like uh, that was like something out of Game of Thrones. You guys were like <laughs> the two brothers going at it. All you're right. Fall off the mountain together. So, Danny, you now uh, are in the questioning seat. Uh, whenever you're ready, fire off your first question for Ty. Question number one, do you believe that Goldberg has a better glove than Julie, or do you believe that Julie has a better glove than Goldberg? Uh, I would concede that Julie has a better glove than Goldberg, but I don't believe that in a situation in which she hasn't played a minute, it's a good idea to put her in a game, especially against an opponent that should have been scouting her glove if they've been able to view any any information on it at all, as her glove is pretty much noted from the moment she's introduced. Question two. Do you believe that Gunnar, do you agree that Gunnar Stahl is fancy, that he is a player who likes to make the big play and wants to make the, wants to score the goal in the right spot, not just any spot? Uh, I don't agree with that because we see him score goals all across the tournament in a variety of spots. Mm. Nice. Question number three. Do you trust Gordon Bombay? Ooh. Ooh. Um, it depends on with what, uh, making decisions such as that. No scouting Iceland when he's coming into a, uh, international hockey tournament. No, not really. Um, getting the kids to have fun out there. Yeah, I would trust him. <laughs> okay. So now we go to closing arguments. Danny, you are up first for your closing argument. 90 seconds on the clock. Now, during the during our questions, we have we we are all in agreement that Julie has the better glove than Goldberg. It seems that that's the obvious answer. I, I appreciate the I appreciate the candidness of Ty in agreeing with that. Now, when it comes to Gordon Bombay scouting Iceland, he's hundred percent right that Gordon Bombay did not scout Iceland coming into the tournament. He didn't even know who their head coach was. However, we've clearly seen that Gordon Bombay has learned from the errors of his ways. He skated the pond. He is taken time by himself and relearned to love the game of hockey. And with that came figuring out exactly what it is about Iceland that makes them so good and figuring out how to beat them. And one of the things that he had to figure out was how to stop Gunnar Stahl. And he realized that Gunnar Stahl was fancy. That Gunnar Stahl would go for the glove when it came for the chance to win because he wanted to show how much better he was than everybody else. And Gunnar Stahl is really good. He can score goals from anywhere. But he knew Gunnar Stahl was going to go for the glove. He knew that Julie the Cat had the better glove. He knew that even having not played a single minute of game, to- game time, Julie the Cat was working constantly on her game because she wanted to be the best that she could be. And he knew that Gunnar Stahl would go for the glove and that Julie the Cat would make the save. And we know that he was right because the results showed it. At the end of the game, the puck was in Julie the Cat's glove and not in the back of the net. And that alone shows that it was the correct decision. 
All right, thank you. Um, Ty, 90 seconds. Well, because the, the uh, fortunate, the lucky move worked out for Bombay doesn't necessarily make a good decision. Uh, you know, my opponent here has conceded that, uh, yes, indeed, Julie the Cat had zero minutes on the ice coming into this particular time. She was not only cold, she was extremely cold. Goldberg was on, as we've heard before, on a hot streak. The reason the game was in penalty shootouts is partially because Goldberg was stepping up and making saves uh, late in the game against Iceland. And frankly, that included Gunnar Stahl being on the ice there late in the third period against Iceland. Julie does have a better glove. I do concede that. But a better glove that is not practiced at game speed is not practiced against a player of the proficiency of Gunnar Stahl at all. And to the point of Bombay, yes, learning to scout Iceland, Iceland, he should have expected Iceland to learn to scout them and to understand that, you know, to make such a pronouncement that Gunnar Stahl is going to only shoot to one side of the goal is foolish, even if it worked out. Wow. All right. Um, a lot to unpack there. Matt, what do you think? You know, I thought both y'all, I mean, that's some really good debate. But, like, you know, it was a little one-notey, man. I, I think there's a couple of layers. Maybe it's because I'm a duck. But there's something about the, uh, the, the element that if Gordon Bombay, there was another factor that he promised. And the only reason I know it because they wrote, they put the scene as a reshoot after we were oh, done, yeah. was that Julie uh, wanted her moment in the sun. And that coach, no, he wanted everybody in the team to contribute. And she wanted to have that moment. So I think it's an factor about this thing. And that he was playing the not just to win, but to, you know, to give confidence to everybody on the team and let that person feel like they, they had their moment. And I was missing that, that part of the argument. Mm. Wow. That's strong. That is very strong. Uh, so I, the... But other than that, other than that, I thought it was, oh, my God, you guys, I mean, you got we had like a real estate sales guy who built maps and a, and a DEA put people away for 60 days. I mean, that was insane. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, the, the criteria I gave uh, in terms of how we were going to judge this was uh, soundness of the argument, uh, including like the evidence that we see in the trilogy. Uh, degree of difficulty. Obviously, we know some sides are uh, harder to argue than others, and then style points. So this is a uh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I think I was the question was that putting Julie, or I guess the the argument was putting Julie in was a smart coaching move. Um, Tommy, do you have your verdict? I think I have mine. Um. I think I do. Uh, I, I think, first of all, you're, you're both very good. Um, I think that you both uh, answered everything very well and didn't go off, but I think um, my tiebreaker is probably style, hmm. and so I would give it very closely to uh, to Danny. Wow. Okay. So, again, looking at the the smart coaching move, I think Danny firmly established that this was that Julie was better, but uh, I mean there was we know that she was practicing, but I I like Ty's argument that she had not seen full uh, she had not seen a, a a game speed shot in the entire tournament. Uh, 
we got to sort of disregard Matt's addition there about uh, having everyone play and giving her her time to shine. So I'm going with Ty. So it's up to you, Matt. And well, I uh, um, I, I, I want to please everybody in the world. It's really hard. It's really hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to disappoint anybody. It's awful. She never put me in. Thing. I'm, uh, I I would say, um, in terms of just pure debate, uh, I actually think uh, I, I would give it to Danny. I would, I would give it on, 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 on a photo finish, and it's simply because he bribed me with a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I, I will say this. I'm, I'm going to give the edge to Danny because uh, I did. I felt... I felt that ties. Um, uh, I felt like there was there was. I would wanted more nuance to the argument, and I think the questions and the debate, the actual format, uh, was what really you know was the deciding factor for me. And uh, uh, and but like I said, it's just because he bribed me, and uh, <laughs> and that was that. That's it. I really wanted a map. <laughs> so. uh, well, I, I didn't. I didn't want to try to to butter you up by saying Averman was my. Favorite character, keyword there being was. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, all right. I did it. Yeah, that was a good point. Danny had some great questions there. They were very strong and yeah. very direct, and I like those. So, uh, congratulations, Danny. Here's the thing. I would have, I was done. If Ty would have brought up the thing about Julie and the other factors involved, it was it. I was done. I would have, he would have won. That was it. So really something to think about for the rest of your life, Ty. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will because I think that that would have made my argument much stronger, but uh, I don't I don't see any shame in losing to to anyone in a, in a district attorney's office in a debate. So Yeah. Uh, yeah it was it was well well done and a good question. Debate. This I mean this is some deep dive serious debate and I am I am more than impressed. Yeah. So uh, Congratulations, Danny. He moves on to the third round, where uh, we could possibly have a whole different format, just like we had from round one to round two. So uh, stay tuned for that, Ty. Uh, valiant effort, but uh, you're going to have to go back to uh, making maps there in Houston. Um, <laughs> any last questions for Matt before we let you guys go? Just thank you so much for being on, and thank you for voting for me. Your money's in the mail. <laughs> Even though I lost, it's a real honor to have you as a judge in this thing. I didn't expect that, so it's pretty, pretty, pretty phenomenal. And uh, you know, Danny, go get him. Good luck, man. Thank you. All right, we're gonna take a short break and then come back with our second trivia matchup of the day. We are back. Second trivia matchup of the day. Actually, we have Nate, the number twelve seed, versus Jeremiah, the number four seed, and uh, Nate and Jeremiah. Obviously, no, it's a debate format, but uh, as we explained to the first people, we obviously only have two judges here. We didn't want to have a tie, so we brought on a special third judge. So on the line is Matt Doherty, a.k.a. Dave slash Les Averman. Uh, Matt, say hello to our contestants. First and foremost, this is like jury duty. I didn't really choose to be here. I didn't want to get arrested. I'm in it for the minimum wage and the non-dairy creamer, and I'm open for bribery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
as I mentioned, that, that, that about covers it, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, Nate, the number twelve seed, always dangerous. Those twelve seeds there. Um, he was in the only like, match. Like Gonzaga in the in the uh, match Madness. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was the only matchup to go all five uh, rounds in that first round. Uh, he was part of the the controversial "Did Gordon Bombay wear a, a Quebec Nordiques hat or not?" controversy. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, very controversial. He did not. We figured that out. Um, from St. Louis, city of champions, graphic designer. He used to work for the Blues. Left, and then they immediately won the Stanley Cup. So, uh, <laughs> correlation as collegeation. Uh, at Nate Browntown on Twitter. Now, Nate, your name is Narf Blastoff on Twitter. Uh, where does that come from? Um, I think I, I probably had a couple of drinks one night and uh, <laughs> decided that Narf Blastoff was a lot more fun than Nate Brown. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I do like that your pin tweet is like a plate of, it looks like enchiladas. And the one response is, why are you like this? Uh, where did the enchiladas come from? Uh, that was a, it was a vegan enchilada. I think it was an enchilada. It might have been a burrito. I don't really remember. But, uh, yeah, I went to the local. Wait, wait, time out. Was it an enchilada or was it a burrito? The real simple question. <laughs> I'm going to put my money on burrito. Mm, okay. <laughs> but I, I don't remember for sure. Okay, and uh, what is the story yeah, I, behind I think these? That was the same night. The story behind the the burrito picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same night I think is Narf Blastoff. Uh, <laughs> had a couple of drinks, took a picture of my my vegan burrito, and just thought it would make a great tweet, especially <laughs> a great pen tweet. Yeah. I'm I'm touching I'm touching a tread here, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, be careful. People get fired when they drink and tweet. So, you know, uh, yeah. And then, or we got a DA that just, you know, he can put you away for only up to 60 days. <laughs> That's true. That, that's true. We had Danny, the DA on, uh, last round. So, uh, yeah. So on the other side, Jeremiah, the number four seed, the highest seed in the bracket on that side of the bracket, I should say, um, from Ypsilanti, went to Michigan. I won't let that uh, bias me in his favor, fellow Michigan Wolverine there. Uh, works in marketing for an auto supplier. Um, now your your Twitter is Hershey. Did you, with... wait, Did you recluse yourself? Should you recluse yourself, Clark, or what? Oh, I mean, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I should I... Uh, get somebody else. This is conflict of interest. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll keep a close eye on him. Yeah, good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> Jeremiah, your Twitter is at Hershey with A underscore B. I have no idea what that means. Can you explain? That is how I explain to people how to spell my last name. I get Bersha, like Porsche, I got. So I just figured, oh, this is a clever way to get it across. And, you know, Mm. decided to put that as my handle. Interesting. Okay. I can see that. So it's B-E-R-S, what is it, C-H-E? Yeah. Yeah. So Bershey, Hershey with an AB. I see it. Or with AB. Um, you are a writer first and foremost. What have you written recently? Uh, recently, I've been rewriting a fantasy 
um, pilot, like a TV show pitch that mm. I wrote in college, uh, loosely based on the biblical book of Daniel. I've described it as uh, Game of Thrones meets House of Cards, although both of those references are dated by now. <laughs> wow, that's hardcore. Does it have a name? Yeah, it's called uh, Forest Sworn. Forest War? Forest Sworn. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. Sounds good to me. So, let's just move on. Are you going to be able to cast uh, Matt here in it? Yeah. Thank you. You oh. got my text. I, I was trying not <laughs> to say it out loud and, and, and send that, so I didn't actually have to say that. So, yeah, yeah. Matt, if, if you were in a... I mean, Matt, if you were in a fantasy show, uh, what kind of character would you play? Would you be a human? Would you be an elf? I want to. I'll play whatever Robin Wright plays in House of Cards. I'll, I'll oh, okay. Great. <laughs> Immediate comedy, like you know, Baskets and uh, you know Zach Galifianakis, uh, uh, you know, dad, uh, uh, mom. You know, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, who would I play in Game of Thrones? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you were a fantasy character. Uh, oh man, I love Game of Thrones. Uh, I uh, I love the the the, uh, the ones in the north. That's for sure. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah, wildlings. I probably want to. Yeah, I I I probably want to be a wildling. Okay. But knowing me, I'd probably. Be, that's how I feel in my heart, and I can't. But like, I'm sure Hollywood cast me as like one of the dorks in the fucking library. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremiah, do you have a spot for Matt in this uh, script here? I can, I, I can see where he would fit in, uh, but, you know, auto suppliers only have so much time to, to write. But if, if that ever gets picked up steam, I will be I will be sure to let you know. So you like, can I said, like I said, bribery, man. Fuck that <laughs> Michigan home modder stuff. Dude. Okay. <laughs> I would guarantee you a spot in my non-existent TV series. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm all about, like, rules for everybody else but not myself. Like, you know, he should recluse himself being a Michigan guy. Make grab me. <laughs> then that works, okay? So. That's fair play. Yeah. I would buy your album. Speaking of fair play, because the Mighty Ducks is all about <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> a lot of life lessons being learned here. Uh, a lot of undoing of the Mighty Ducks lessons. All right. Let's move on to the topic at hand. Uh, the competitors know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. So it's just time to get the topic. And this matchup's topic is Gordon Bombay would have made it to the NHL had he not gotten injured. And in the random number generation, we are going with Nate as Gordon Bombay, yes, would have made the NHL had he not gotten injured. Injured Jeremiah, you are the opposite side. He would not have made the NHL even if he did not get injured. Um, Jeremiah, you have the choice of whether to make your argument first or second. Which would you like? I'll go second. All right. So, Nate, you are up. Gordon Bombay, yes, would have made the NHL had he not gotten injured. You have 90 seconds for your opening argument here and go all right let's do this would gordon bombay have made the nhl if he had not gotten hurt yes yes he would have how do i know i know because he was this close and like 30 people say that throughout d2 he says it the uh the color commentator during his game with the waves 
talks about how close he is to the NHL. It's just incredible. Everyone knew he was going to make it. He was so good that even after he hadn't played in years, he was still getting offers to go try out for NHL teams. <laughs> that's that's how good he was. Was it uh, Basil McRae or Mike Madano? Hadn't seen him play in years and said, hey, give me a call. Come on out. We'll get you a tryout. It's incredible. He is the Minnesota Miracle Man, and he would have made the NHL. Strong start, strong start. All right, Jeremiah, you are up with the opposite argument, and take it away. All right, judges and jury, I uh, submit to you that for the very uh, same reason um, that he mentioned, Basil McRae's influence, that got him in the door, and but I will also submit to you that Bombay was one step away and would never have made it further um, because those who know best, the marketing geniuses at, at Hendrick Hockey and Jan and Hans and their cabal, they were already preparing contingency plans. They already had other ideas for him. This was going to happen one way or not. He also says before he leaves that he is going up against a bunch of kids and I believe that that uh, streak of self-doubt ultimately did him in after the injury. Injury or not, that would have come for him at some point, as, as might have Hanzo's goose. All right. Strong starts. I think a lot, a lot of things I, I need to hear uh, ironed out here throughout the question. Did I hear a Jan, Jan and Hans Cabell? I mean, that was uh... – that was uh, that was some conspiratorial stuff. <laughs> that was like for the Swedish Illuminati shit. <laughs> yeah, we have we have a theory that uh, master kingmaker. Yeah, that's our that's our working theory at this point uh, from the pod that uh, Hans was really a sort of puppet master type player and everything. So uh, yeah, as I said, need some stuff to be uh, worked out here. So. Uh, Jeremiah, you have three questions for Nate. Whenever you're ready, ask your first question. Um, my first question for you is if the announcer uh, says that he's one step away, what do we know about this announcer? How can you take his claim as the foundation of your argument when he's trying to pump up the crowd at the Minnesota Waves game? My second question would be, um, Wait, hold on, hold up. Uh, you don't, did... you don't need to. Sorry, Jeremiah. Um, oh, we're just doing question then answer. That's that's our fault. We should have explained that. Yeah. That's Mike's fault, really. Yeah, I'll I'll take responsibility. Nate, uh, you're on the okay. stand. It's your turn to respond there. Sure. Well, we know that he's good enough to uh, be the opener for D two. I mean, a major motion picture. What more do we need to know about the guy? <laughs> <laughs> That was a very meta argument. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a BD. That was a BD. That was a BDE argument. That was big dick energy argument. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it right there, man. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeremiah. Question number two. Um, why was um, Jan pitching him to Hendrick Hockey? And how did Henrik Saki make that decision so quickly? How did they make the decision to make him the coach? 
yeah, why, why, did, why, why did that happen so quickly after the injury? Well, that's a good question. I think when you have a star as big as Gordon Bombay, you always have a backup plan. I think if he made it to the NHL, Hendricks still would have been a part of his journey. So they were ready. They were ready. They, they didn't want to let him go no matter what. Okay. Question yeah. three. Gordon Bombay being that much older, um, any concerns about an injury, even if that hit didn't happen? Well, he's only 29, right? So he's not that much older. He's still under 30. Um, I think with any athlete, you have to worry about injuries. But I think Gordon, uh, you know, he had enough time away from hockey that his body was still pretty intact. And if it weren't for a cheap shot, he would have been fine. All right. Strong, strong. All right. We're going to reverse the roles here. Nate, we need your first question here. Sure. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, he's got notes. <laughs> All right. So, time out. I, I... <laughs> Someone just yelled time out. So, Matt did. Yeah. That was it. That oh. was it. <laughs> Nate, go so ahead. So, you believe that Hans and Jan paid off someone to injure Gordon Bombay? Was it not more worth it for them to be a part of his journey to the NHL than to see him become the coach of Team USA? I, 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 my argument is that they would have had not that person um, already got to him. We don't know whether that person was on their payroll. Um, I, I also submit that they are not as interested in seeing Bombay succeed as seeing their local um, interests protected. Um, they, perhaps they saw that he wasn't going to pan out and decided to um, get him back involved in the kids' lives so they could keep their fingers in their lives. Charlie was working at the shop. We don't really have a, a good idea of how involved they were in the other kids' lives, the members that aren't, weren't already a part of their gang. All right. Question number two, Nate. Do you believe that if Bombay hadn't taken time away from the game, injury or not, he would have made it to the NHL? I, I believe that he had the talent. I don't know if he ever did have the desire. Um, as, as the documentary shows us in the first movie, that, um, that missed championship shot had a big impact on his life. So even though he succeeded at Eden Hall, we don't really know whether he had the ambition to keep going into college or, or pro league. Your last question. Nate. Okay. So you're such a doubter. Do you not believe that Gordon Bombay is the Minnesota miracle man? Oh, yes, absolutely. He is a great coach and that, and that is why I, um, whether he's a great player, um, he certainly had the potential. That didn't work out, and we never know how far he would have gone. So we can't speak in hypotheticals. We can only speak to his coaching prowess, and for that reason, um, I don't see that this question has bearing on the argument. All right. Um, Nate, you'll get to uh, 
<laughs> um, this Nate... is like this is like uh, Fraser Ali, man. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like really like dorky like middle aged dude who <laughs> spent time on their head. <laughs> All right. All right. So Nate, you have your uh, closing argument. You're up first. Uh Nate, take it away. All right. Gordon Bombay was a generational talent. The kind of hockey player that you don't see every day. The kind of guy who could take who who knows how many years away from hockey and still come back and have a genuine shot at the NHL. I think someone with talent like that, if you don't if they if they don't get injured, they're for sure going to make it to the National Hockey League. All right. Jeremiah, your closing argument. The points with the documentaries make over and over show that Bombay's mental capacity to succeed at a pro level may have been undercut by his time away, his drinking habits, the comment from Jack Riley about his father, the missed championship shot. I don't believe that did Bombay has the physical aptitude to go on. Absolutely. Circumstantially, there were forces conspiring against him and a deep-seated self-doubt that would not have allowed him to get there, much less succeed. All right. Well done here. Uh, another strong matchup. But this is this is turning into a great format here. Uh, a lot to unpack. Um, Matt, anything you think they missed? Oh man, I uh, you guys were that was some deep deep dive stuff. I think there was an argument to be made to uh, get Lane Smith, uh, our the coach of the Hawks, uh, in Ducks one. How he said Gordon was one of the best. Now this is a guy who had a state championship you know, for decades, right? Mm-hmm. So he's seen the best, and coaches know the best. I think there was an argument to be made in favor of Gordon's ability um, uh, about that. Like, this is a coach who he knows. Like, this is, he said, you know, like, he's the best he's ever had, and I think that there was a reference there. Now, I also think that the reality of the fact, as an hockey player in, in real life, is, you know, Man, he didn't look that good out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nobody looked that good. Young young Duck didn't look that good. The triple D's don't work. Speed of the game, I played. It's no, no, it ain't going to work. No, and I, I was hoping for somebody to go, no fucking way. No fucking way. No, not even the double. Okay? Okay? All right. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought it was uh, well done. I I didn't expect the meta argument from Nate on that first question about him, the announcer being the uh, the that first was, guy. That was profound. Yeah, we got really uh, Inception like there. Um, I guess I guess we put you on the hot seat last time, Matt. So we'll let you go first this time, so you don't have to make the final call. Yeah, I'd like to sleep at night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, which one of you guys is the one who had the part for me again? <laughs> I, um, you know, I got to say, even though, uh, Nate, you know, you brought that BDE, right? Uh, I, I did, I did want more nuance in that argument. Uh, and Jeremiah, actually, I think I'm going to, I think you, you're going to be my vote. I, you won. 
in my opinion. And it, the deciding factor for me is when you broke it down psychologically and deconstructed Gordon Bombay <laughs> on the spot in 90 seconds. Not only did you do that, you also mentioned that he went to Eden Hall Academy, which to me was pretty darn good. And I tip my hat. So you and uh, I, I would have laid my sword down and, and then performed the hard curry after that one. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tommy, you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, I will go here. I think um, both did an excellent job. I thought one thing that um, that Jeremiah um, made a, a pretty good point on, but I would have liked to see him go into it further, was kind of like if Jan you know, has been pitching Bombay for so long, like, yeah, what did he not think he could make it to the NHL? Um, I think you kind of scratched the surface there. I would have liked to see you go a little bit deeper. Um, but I did think that your kind of immediate argument about self-doubt and mentality was very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that you did a good job by agreeing with Nate and saying that he's a generational talent, but it's more than just being talented. Um, and so you did a good job of essentially taking your opponent's answer and um, spinning off of it. Um, Nate, I thought you, um, you asked good questions. Um, and didn't really get the best answers out of, out of Jeremiah, but I do think that Jeremiah ultimately had the better arguments, um, and judging by the, the criteria, um, particularly, um, you know, kind of the, the style that he brought with really backing up his, uh, argument with precedent is I give Jeremiah the point as well. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. I did like uh, Nate's Inception-level moments and whatnot, um, but I think the direct sort of counter from Jeremiah on the generational talent about Bombay's mental makeup uh, not having him ready for the NHL, uh, that determined it for me. So uh, congratulations, Jeremiah. Uh, Nate's apologies. You're going to just have to live wow. with the blue Stanley <laughs> Cup. Uh <laughs> Thank you for playing. Uh, any questions for Matt here? Oh, man. On the spot. Uh, oh, what was, there was, I crammed. I'll be honest. I was cramming last night watching the, uh, the bootleg versions on YouTube. <laughs> and there was a okay. moment. Oh, the, uh, watch the bootleg versions. That's great. Oh, <laughs> I, I watched them on HBO for the first round. I had to watch the bootlegs for the second. Plus, I have Los Campiones on VHS in my basement, but I, uh, oh, I didn't have nice. time to hook up the VCR. Oh, so. I've oh, even got man. the Spanish version. <laughs> um, there was oh, a moment you know, with, with Portman when uh, – was it Portman when he said, yes, sir? Yeah. You know what D2? I'm talking about? Uh, D2? Yeah. Was yes, that, was that a scripted moment or was that improv? God, man, I don't even know what I had for breakfast this morning. So <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, I, uh, my guess was it was scripted on that. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I want to say that was scripted. Yeah. Well, the delivery was fantastic. One of my favorite moments in, in all three movies. Mm. Wow. That's well, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's a that's high praise, man. <laughs> yeah. That's deep. You hear the dub version in Spanish. 
All right. Uh, Jeremiah, you have anything for Matt, or should we just wrap it up here? Uh, I have a non-Ducks-related question. Matt, do you have any more music in the works? I do, man. I uh, I was actually trying not to play while I was sitting with this serious debate, because I thought it would have taken away. Uh, I'm playing up in Ventura a gig, and then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a new record with a, a band I played with for years, and, uh, and then I have... Uh, a record out called Dignity, uh, which is available all over the internet wherever you buy it, and you can find it on my website at mattthority.net. So, there you go. Yeah, I love it. What's the band called? Uh, we're called the Middle Class. So we we're like a jug band, bluegrass band. We used to when we start off, we'll say we're the middle class or what's left of it. And yeah, we've been playing bluegrass for years and, and uh, took a time off, and just like the Blues Brothers, we're getting back and on a mission from God. <laughs> cool. Nice. <laughs> nice all right matt matt did my job for uh me so uh go to where matt's at also check him out on cameo mere 20 dollars you can get him to embarrass your friends uh tommy i do have one question matt I um, will publicly shame your friends with the wit of my tongue sure. <laughs> matt do you still have your guitar out uh do i have it yeah here. you want you give us a quick riff you want to get a quick riff? Yeah. You want a slide riff? Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. I'm giving you a riff. And, uh, all right, uh, all right. Let me put the right button. There you go. Wow, that was good. That, that sounded like uh, the Breaking Bad intro. Yeah. I, I really dug it. I, that's what I did. I actually had it queued up, but I just pressed the button. <laughs> Eighty fucking YouTube version too, so nobody gets paid. <laughs> yeah, buy the music, uh, buy the movies, buy everything. So support the artists. Uh, this episode has gone on long enough for us. The Quackatech.com at Quackatechpod on Twitter, Facebook.com/slash Quackatechpod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us uh, what you thought of Matt's performance as a celebrity guest judge, and we'll see. We'll see. Maybe if someone cancels or something, we can get you back for the finals, Matt. Yeah. Uh, and uh, remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Hey, have you guys ever talked about the shape of a, uh, I don't know how appropriate it is, but the shape of a duck penis? Have you ever heard about what a duck no, penis is? No, I have not. I, I've, I have heard about the shape. I've heard it. it's very uh, odd yeah, looking. It, it's corkscrewed. It's yeah. corkscrewed. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> That's like a whole different meaning to being called the ducks.